Welcome to Experience Junkies. On this show, I bring together meeting and event professionals, global travelers, jet setters, and more to relive the moments we never want to forget. More importantly, we'll attempt as best we can to transport listeners to transformational points in our lives, sharing our observations and emotions behind these stories. By diving into the indelible impact these experiences have had on us, we decode small takeaways about how to be better humans than we were yesterday. Welcome back. So glad to have you listening to the Experience Junkies podcast. So today it's just me. Um, I wanted to tell you about uh, a recent trip I took um, and just kick off the show with a little solo episode, a little bit of just Deanna. I hope that's okay with all of you out there listening. Um, But I was recently privileged, this was in April of 2021, to go to uh, on a trip to Mexico. And this was my first time out of the country since the pandemic began. Um, I wouldn't say post pandemic because it's currently September uh, 2021. And uh, I don't know if we're the fourth wave, fifth wave. I mean, there's lots of waves, there's lots of variants. It's like we're going through the Greek alphabet. But um, this was my first international trip kind of during COVID, if you will. Um, and so originally, I was just thinking, you know, it was March, it was February, March in Ohio, and it was cold. And I wanted to go somewhere where I could plop a squat for a few weeks and work and be in a warm location, be close to the water. So originally I was thinking, let's go to Florida, right? That kind of would suffice. But um, I wasn't really a fan of how things were going in Florida um, or still are going (laughs) during the pandemic. And um, also I realized it was gonna be a little too expensive for my budget, right? And so then I just started giving it some more thought and I said, what about Mexico? And I know that might seem weird to some that I was okay with going to Mexico, but not Florida. Um, That could be a conversation for a whole nother day in terms of the safety of being in the country, in the United States versus out of. But based on my research, everything that I had looked at, um, things were were stable down there. Um, And I definitely found it to be that way when I was there. I felt very safe. I felt secure um, in that requiring the testing to come back and um, their protocols, they were a little more stringent on things. Um, so yeah, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I just happened to mention this to a couple of my girlfriends. And before you know it, it became a group trip. <laughs> um, and so we were all like, yes, we're doing this. So I decided to go to a town called Merida, Merida, Mexico. It's on the Yucatan Peninsula. It's about three and a half, four hours from Cancun area. Why Merida, right? What, what was the driver behind that? So I am a single mom and I had started following a few single mom traveling communities on Facebook a few years back. And that city kept coming up as this kind of hot spot for single moms who were like digital nomads or, um, you know, world schoolers with their children. There's a community of like single mothers and also a very big black expat community in Merida, Mexico. And I'm like, what is it with the city? And so I just kind of looked at it, um, looked into like why so many people were drawn there and the safety is really high. 
it's one of the top five safest cities in the um, North America. So that's including the U.S. Um, it's very safe. Uh, the weather. You uh, have a beach that's about 20 minutes away. And it's basically warm year round. The summers are sweltering. But the winter, you know, the time of year that I was going to go was going to be warm. And so I was like, yeah. And cost of living. As a American citizen living on the U.S. dollar, you know, the cost of living is much cheaper. So I was like, yes, that, that, that should work. So we went to Merida, Mexico, and we were there for a week and it was a great time. I had a great trip with my girls. Um, we explored, I got to swim in a cenote, which if you don't know what a cenote is, you can look that up, but it's basically an underwater cavern, uh, under a cave with water in it, if you will. Um, but it's like underground. Um, so I got to do that. Just got to meet with a lot of locals and experience really authentic Yucatan Peninsula food, which is a little bit different than the other regions of Mexico. Um, so it was it was a great time. But as the week went on, um, I was realizing, I don't know about anyone else who is a an extrovert or an introvert. I don't know if the, the pandemic has altered your perspective on where you stand on that spectrum, right? I previously thought I was such an extrovert. Um, that, you know, I'm pretty outgoing. I can meet new people easily. But what I have found during this pandemic is I'm more introverted than I thought. Um, because I believe that the actual definition of whether you're extrovert or introvert is where do you draw your energy, right? Do you draw your energy being around people? Do you draw your energy being alone? And what I find is my energy is a lot more sapped a lot quicker being around people than it used to be. Um, so again, I don't know if that's a, a, uh, an effect of the pandemic or if it was always there and I just didn't realize it and it's kind of brought that to the surface, but I definitely am more introverted than I thought. And I realized I need some alone time. So originally after the first week in Merida, my one friend was going to go back to the States. The, the other two of us were going to go um, down to the Cancun area and stay at a resort with her uh, and some of her friends. And I decided, I think I'm going to go my own way at this point. You can go your own way. Um, Sorry, not sorry, but if you're listening to this podcast, just realize that a lot of times I break out into movie, uh, uh, movie lines and song lyrics. It's just, it is who I am. I will not apologize for it. Just know what you're getting yourself into, right? But so I decided um, I was going to rent a little small Airbnb in um, Puerto Morelos, which is about 20 minutes south of Cancun. And so she and I took the, um, we hired a private driver and we made the ride um, over to the Cancun area. And then I, you know, that's when I kind of said, see ya. And I checked in with her all week. You know, I wanted to make sure I was safe. Um, but I get to my Airbnb and it was perfect. It was like chef's kiss, right? As soon as I walked in, you know, you see those commercials where, um, like people have, uh, clothes out of the dryer and they smell the detergent and they're just like breathing it in, right? Like taking these really deep breaths because it just smells so good. That's what it felt like walking into this little studio apartment. It was beautiful, beautiful. And it was just flooded with light. 
that was like the first impression I got was just the light, the airiness. There were two sets of windows. So one wall had windows on it. The other wall had, um, there was a balcony. And so there were glass doors to the balcony. And there was also a window in the kitchenette area as well. So it was just so much light and it was immaculately clean. Um, the Airbnb host was super warm and friendly. Her family actually lived down uh, below the units. And when I got there, I was just like, I didn't know. I felt like I had been holding my breath. And all of a sudden when I got there, it was just like a weight was lifted and I released it. Right. And it was just like, whew. and then I had a week to myself in Mexico. Um, so I'm an entrepreneur and I was relatively new to the entrepreneurship life at that point. I was maybe a month or so in. And so this week was essentially a work retreat for me. I planned to work and also play, if you will. So the first thing I did when I got there is um, I went down, down the street. There was a grocery store and I got some food for the week. I wanted to make sure that I could eat like breakfast and maybe one other meal in the Airbnb and then maybe one meal out each night to kind of save money, but then also not stop progress. If I have to leave every time I need to eat, that's going to really affect productivity. Um, and so then I get back to the room and I'm like, let's see how far I am from the beach, right? Let's map that out. It was a two block walk. So it was a approximately a five minute walk, if you will. And the Airbnb host had um, beach chairs that you could take with you every day. So I was just like, yes, this this was this was a perfect decision to spend five days here in this little studio apartment where I can work and play and also just kind of like have some me time, right? And um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the photos. I'm gonna share them with you, but I just tell you when you when you first walk into the property so it's a building i think there were four apartments in the building and when you first walk in there's this you're on the garden level and there's a communal seating space there's um this lush greenery and a big fountain so all day you have the sound of that water feature of that water just like a babbling brook in the background like so it's like just thinking about it now it gives me chills because it was such a calming presence in that space, right? So I get back from kind of scoping things out, getting my food, getting situated. And I'm like, all right, now what? What's the week gonna look like? And I kind of mapped it out, right? What is a work retreat? What does that look like? So I made sure that I planned, you know, a few hours in the morning for me to get some work done. I did take a couple meetings and that was a lesson learned that I will not do that in the future if I ever do another work retreat because it just hampered my ability to really zone in on projects I wanted to focus on. Um, but then I also scheduled time for play. I made sure that I could have some beach time um, every day and that's exactly what I did. So a typical day would look like I would wake up in the morning and I would work out. So my trainer was doing virtual, less virtual um, training sessions at the time. So I would do a workout in the morning, shower, uh, eat breakfast and I was like ready to go by 7 30 8 o'clock every morning um, I do a few hours of work like I said maybe take a meeting or so and then after lunch I hit it to the beach now I would just say this I'm really 
I never really thought of myself as a beach person. Like I liked going to the beach in theory just because it was a break from the norm. Being from Ohio, we don't have beaches. I mean, technically we have beaches in Lake Erie, but any Clevelander, <laughs> anyone from the northern half of Ohio would tell you that it doesn't count. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just don't have like typical beaches in Ohio. So it's just, it's a nice break from the norm. But I think in the past, I've always seen the beach as a hassle either because I'm going with my kids and I'm lugging lots of stuff and I'm dealing with them and making sure they're safe, making sure they're fed, you know, I'm in mom mode. Um, or I've gone with my girlfriends and they want to be there all day and like, okay, the beach is nice, but like, let's move on. Let's do something else. Right. That's always been my MO. This has been the first trip to the beach where I've like truly gotten an appreciation for it. And I think it was because I was alone. I think it was because I was able to literally like just breathe in the air, take in the surroundings. I was on my own schedule. So this was the first time I had taken a true kind of solo trip. Um, well, it wasn't like a work trip, if you will, where I was going somewhere for a conference or going somewhere for a meeting and, you know, on the plane and and back home, I was by myself, but during the event, I was with people. No, this this was, I was by myself. Now, obviously, there were people at the Airbnb, you know, when I went to restaurants, when I went to the grocery store, when I went to the beach, there were people around, but they were not the people that I came with. <laughs> they were all strangers, right? And so being on the beach, it was like, I was praying to God, help me remember this moment. Right. You know, when life gets crazy, when life gets frenetic, when I feel overwhelmed, help me remember this overwhelming feeling of gratitude. Help me remember the smell of the salt in the water, the waves rushing over me. Help me remember the feeling of the sun on my skin and the soft breeze on my toes. Help me remember even the call of um, the seagulls as they flew by, right? Like help me burn this into my memory, burn this into my memory because I, I don't really want this experience to end. And like, again, like my, I have goosebumps thinking about it because I, I, I think because I was alone and I could absorb it and I could consume it in the way that I wanted to, I got there when I wanted, I left when I wanted, I was in the water when I wanted, I was in the, you know, laying out when I wanted. There wasn't anyone influencing me one way or another. It just was such a pure experience. And I've never felt like that on the beach before. And so it just, it just really reminded me to be grateful. That's, that was like the overwhelming sense was being grateful and also being appreciative of alone time. I loved it. I got so much energy. I got so much relaxation out of being, you know, if you will, the captain of my own ship, deciding, you know, the one morning I got up and I said, I want to rent a bike. I'd seen a lot of people renting bikes around the, it's on an island, but around the peninsula. And um, I, I decided I wanted to rent one too. So uh, I went down the street. There was like, 
you know, it was a business, but it was run out of this couple's home and they would rent you a bike. And so I just kind of biked around and I like filmed some of the surroundings and I just had the time of my life. And you would have thought that I'd never ridden on a bike before, but it was just like that freedom to like have serendipitous activities that were really might be boring to someone else. Like if I had gone with someone else, they would say, I don't want to ride a bike. I'm going to do something else. Right. I never had that experience. And so my biggest takeaway from this trip was to really seek out more times in life where I can take charge. You know, I'm I'm a what they I would I'm what you would call a recovering people pleaser, right? Like I like making other people happy. I don't like rocking the bow. I don't like making waves. Like I I just like there to be peace and calm. So sometimes I will yield for peace, for the greater good. And I think having this experience where I was the captain, I was the leader from start to finish, um, it gave me a little bit of that empowerment back of like, some situations you need to take charge, Deanna. Some situations you need to, you know, buck what everyone else is saying. If, if you feel that a different route is better for you, for the group, whatever that may be. And so that was just, like, I wouldn't consider myself, you know, like a uh, 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 feminist in the term of those that are out, you know, with the with the hats at the women's march or anything like that. But in that sense, in that moment, I just felt like I am woman, hear me roar, right? Like, <laughs> I came on this trip, I've made sure I'm safe, I've, I've, I've done everything I wanted to do, and I left with feeling so full, a full heart. Um, feeling full of like pride in myself for being able to do it feeling like when can I schedule this again <laughs> I mean I want to go back to that same studio apartment I want to go back to that same beach and, and see if I can recreate any of it but just that's what I w took home with me is just you are the captain of your ship um, and you need to to take uh, the bull by the horns more often in your life because taking charge is actually like freeing right taking ownership of decisions that are going to be better for you better for your kids better for your family um it, it's actually going to take a load off of you rather than taking on the load of people pleasing taking on the load of doing like what society dictates to you so i highly recommend if you have never gone on a solo trip to Maybe try something out local, you know, go somewhere for half a day by yourself, go for um, a, on a movie date, take yourself to the movies, take yourself, you know, to a restaurant, because there's something really powerful and empowering about, you know, dictating what you're going to do, when you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and not having to check in with not a single solitary other person. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the companion episode on YouTube for some pictures and behind the scenes of this trip. And definitely let me know in uh, the reviews if you've ever taken a solo trip, if you've ever taken a work retreat as well, um, and your thoughts on that experience. Until next time on Experience Junkies, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for listening to another episode of Experience Junkies. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel, which has full visuals of the experience we discussed today. 
as well as our Spotify playlist, including the song selection for the episode. Thanks for listening. Please leave a review, comment, and subscribe.